Okay, hello. Um, so basically, long story short, my name is Pandora. Um, I used to do a podcast, but I got embarrassed and deleted them all. So I'm gonna make the introduction really bloody short, and then I'm just gonna get straight into it. Okay, so my name is Pandora. Um, my real name is not Pandora, um, but I'm hopefully getting that legally changed soon. So let me know what you think my middle name should be because I'm changing the whole bloody name. I got Pandora and Valentine as my last name. I need a really swaggy middle name, so let me guys know what you think about that. Because at the moment, fuck is that noise? At the moment, I have nothing. Um, I'm 16 next month, so that I'm interested in reading, movies, serial killers, bloody crystals, witchcraft, a lot of things. I basically try and give any hobby a chance at least once so I can get a proper like opinion on it. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to be as least awkward as possible. I don't even think that was proper English. So I'm going to talk about serial killers today. So basically, I'm going to talk about basically the top 10 serial killers. So on this list, I cannot pronounce at least 10 of these names. So I'm sorry if I get it wrong. Okay, so there's Ted Bundy, obviously, not even surprised. Like, that one's not even shocking at all. There's Jeffrey Dahmer, once again, not surprised. John Wayne Gacy, Andrew Chikatilo, I think that says, Pedro Lopez, Eileen Warnos. Gary Ridgway, Dennis Rader, Jack the Ripper, once again, not surprised, Abba Fish, Richard Ramirez, Edmund Kemper, Harold Shipman, Ed Jean, that's a lot more than 10, I'm telling you, and basically loads more. So, we're just going to be like talking about like serial killers today, because like, i got nothing better to do. Um... So a serial killer, like, the main description is someone who's murdered at least two people in, at, like, different times. Like, if you just kill two people at the time, I don't think that's considered a serial killer. It's not formalised by, like, any legal codes. Um, it's usually, like, most serial killers are given their name because of the public, and then the police kind of just go along with them. Um, and it's, they usually get well-known because they have, like, their own little characteristics. I'm telling you, if I was a serial killer... I already know what my little characteristic would be. And that would be, okay, you ready? So I would kill someone and then I'd frame someone else with like a note or something. And then I'd kill that person and then I'd frame them. And then I'd frame someone else and then I'd kill that person. So then eventually people were like, oh my God, this guy's framed me. Oh my God, I'm next. And it'll really freak everyone out. Okay, number seven, this top seven guys is Jack the Ripper. The only reason we call him Jack the Ripper is because we don't actually know who he is. Like, I, I'm pretty sure it's a closed case now. I don't even think they look into him that much anymore. But he did something right because nobody figured out who he was at all. And he was in Whitechapel, London's Whitechapel, in about 1888, I think it is. He murdered five women, maybe more, I'm not sure, and they were all prostitutes. So I think he was like one of those guys that was like, oh yeah, it's wrong for society. Oh yeah, yeah, kill him. Like, there's easier ways to handle this. But, you know, he mutilated their corpses. And they, like, assumed that he was, like, a surgeon or a butcher or someone that could use a scaffold because the way that he mutilated them was... A, 
not pretty and be done somewhat correctly um the killer would like mock everyone he would send letters outlining what he's did and there's been so many suspects for him but never has he actually been identified because like there's this theory that i don't know where it was i think it was new york um but the uh, what's the word the murders run over to new york so then everyone just assumed he moved there or something um yeah the main subject suspect for jack the ripper is a guy called aaron kazmiski and they believe that they actually have unmasked him as being jack the ripper um it's like a forensic investigation that was published in journal forensic sciences has identified him as the killer he's 23 year old he's a polish barber and he was a prime suspect at the time as well which just seems to help so jack the ripper i learned about him in year eight english english in year eight history yeah i'm sorry i took gcse history but i would rather learn history than measure grass on the field with the rest of the geography students Um, or go into philosophy and ethics and hear people argue over whether I deserve to be here or not, as... Well, yeah. Um, okay, number six. Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Started killing 18 years old, so, like, he had his ambitions. He was, like, finished college, he was like, yep, I know exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna freaking... Wait, this is a dude that ate, ate people, I swear. No, I don't think he was. Okay. He wasn't arrested though until 1991 and he started killing in 1978 so he did a pretty banging job he got like okay it's him i really bad math so would i say 13 years but i feel like that's wrong hmm. oh no no that's right oh cool and it's basically after a would-be victim escaped and it led them back to his home um there were gruesome details of his life of killing, like photos of mutilated bodies and body parts being literally strewn across the apartment. He even had a batch of acid that he used to dispose of his victims. Like he was proper, like cut out for this. Like he knew what he was doing. Um, he killed 70 people, mostly young men of color though. And he served time in prison twice. The first time was for molestation and the second time was for murder. I swear, Jeffrey Dahmer, no, that brings, I swear that's him, I'm searching this up. Am I thinking, am I thinking of the right person? I am thinking of the right person. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer was a cannibal. Yeah. Many of his later murders involved necrophilia, cannibalism, and the permanent preservation of body parts, particularly typically, uh, typically all of a part of the skeleton. Although he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, schizotypical personality disorder, and a psychotic disorder, Don was found to be legally sane at his trial. Jesus Christ. He liked to eat the thighs, hearts, and organs. I believe this is a guy that said that tattoos did not taste nice. So if you do not want to be eaten at any point in your life, guys, get as many tattoos as you can. 
Okay, then there's this guy called Harold Shipman, also known as Dr. Death. So the second you hear that name, you, I think you can tell that he's killed someone. Um, Jesus shit. He's believed to have killed at least 218 people, although the total is quite locally close up to 250. Fucking hell. Guys, if you're thinking about being a serial killer, this guy is the one to be. He practiced in London and between 1972 and 1998 worked in two different offices, killing all the while. He wasn't caught until a red flag was raised by several people, including an undertaker who was surprised by the sheer number of cremation certificates Shipman was a part of, along with the fact that most of his cases were elderly women to have died in bed, not at night, but rather during the day. So, he got caught, clearly. But I think he did a pretty good long run until then, like, 250 fucking people. How do you, like, where do you put them? You can't just sprawl 250 people around your house, because, like, it'll eventually, like, add up and they'll just end up searching your entire street. Yeah, but the police mishandled the investigation and Shipman kept killing until he got greedy and tried to concoct a will for a victim that... Oh, and the daughter of the victim became suspicious. He was finally convicted in 2000 and committed suicide while in prison in 2004. So basically, um, he had a victim and he was trying to like put himself in their will or something and the daughter clearly got suspicious and was like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he in my, like, dad's will or mum's will or something? And then, oh, shit, how? I swear in prison they, like, do everything to make sure you don't kill yourself. It's just the police doing their rubbish job as always. Um, John Wayne Gacy. He was a construction worker by his suburban neighbours as outgoing. Um, he was involved in politics and even acted as a clown for birthday parties he came under suspicion in 1978 when a 15 year old boy last seen with him went missing that wasn't the only time families of missing boys had pointed fingers at jc but it was the first time that authorities took them seriously uh soon after they basically got a search warrant um granting police access to his home with the smell of nearly 30 bodies buried in a four foot crawl space under his home he was convicted with 33 counts of murder, with additional counts of rape and torture, and was executed by lethal injection in 1994. Fucking hell. So imagine this, like, you're like 15 years old. Uh, I doubt 15-year-olds really get clowns at their birthdays anymore. I didn't. I had a Man, that really says something about today's day and age. I had to fucking piss up for mine. Um, and you're like, oh yeah, clown, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, come on, I'll make you a balloon. And then you're never seen again. If I wasn't scared of clowns before, I definitely bloody am now. I'm never going to circus again. Okay, H.H. Holmes. Okay, so Chicago has had loads of killers. Um, but apparently this guy was one of the most haunting ones. He was a pharmacist who turned a hotel into a torture castle. Jesus Christ. I, I've never said Jesus Christ so much. Okay, so this, like, hotel 
It has nefarious contraptions, including gas lines, secret passages, trapdoors, hallways to dead ends, chutes to the basement, soundproof padding, torture devices strewn through a maze, and the gas allowed homes to basically knock out his guests before the worst of what was to happen next and that, and which often took place on his surgical tables. He then burned the bodies in buildings furnaces, sending skeletons to medical schools and running life insurance scams. In all, he copped to more than 30 murders and he found he was only found after a fellow scammer turned him in, falling short on a financial agreement and he was hanged in 1896. So he basically fucked himself over. Like, he didn't pay someone, like... I think that's it. Like, he didn't... Yeah, he didn't pay someone what they deserved and they was like, all right, I know you kill people, so... Peace out. Jesus Christ. It's actually getting pricky. Pedro Lopez. He's one of the world's most prolific serial killers. And he might still be... Oh my fucking God, I'm not fucking sleeping tonight. He might still be out there. He's linked to more than 300 murders in his native Colombia and in Ecuador and Peru. At least one third of those murders were tribal women. After Lopez's arrest in 1980, police found the graves of more than 50 of his preteen victims, and he was later convicted of murdering 110 girls in Ecuador and confessed to 240 more murders in Colombia and Peru. He didn't even spend 20 years in prison as he was released in 1998 for good behaviour, and more than 20 years since, his whereabouts remain unknown. No. I don't care how good you are in prison. If you kill someone and you get put in prison and then suddenly you start saying please and thank you, you do not bloody let them out. Of course they know how to say please and thank you. Oh yeah, please can you come with me down this dark alleyway? Thank you for coming. Like, thank you for remaining quiet while I rip out your insides. Like, you don't let murderers out for good behaviour. I thought that was just common sense. I generally didn't know they did that for murderers. I thought, like, serial killers were the exception for that. But, like, apparently not. Oh, you're having a giggle. Number one. One of my all-time favourites. Ted Bundy. Okay. So, Ted Bundy. Like, a little before thing, just to know. Ted Bundy. Alright. So, most people know who Ted Bundy is. Um, he had, like, his girlfriend, and he I believe his girlfriend was actually the one to turn him in. So, like, good on her, I guess. <laughs> like, she knew what she was doing. She knew what he was doing was wrong, and even though she was, like, madly in love with him, she turned him in. I believe she actually turned him in before she properly got to know him as well. So that's a little bit more interesting. Um, Yeah, but, like... Ah. Yeah, his name was Theodore Robert Bundy. Um, he kidnapped, raped, murdered numerous young women and girls during the 1970s, possibly earlier. Um, after more than like a decade of denial, he confessed to 30 homicides committed in seven states between 74 and 78. And his true wait, 74. My mum was alive when Ted Bundy was like doing his thing. Jesus Christ. But he loved the attention that his murders got on him. And many in the United States were more than happy to give him, like, in little, like, can I find one? A little sound one. In this, you can hear so clearly 
that he he's loving it. He's loving every second of the attention. This is the one that I'm thinking about. Is it? Watch me get an ad. Oh. Am I gonna get an ad? I don't think I'm getting an ad. Uh -huh. That was way too that. I don't even think you heard that though. That's the thing because I'm connected into my computer. So I think I could hear that, but you guys couldn't hear that. But basically, in like. Okay, so he has a. Um... There's a movie about Ted Bundy. It's a recently new one. It's the one with um, Zach Efron in it. Um, and it's called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. I think it's really good. I enjoyed it. I think half the people watched it because Ted Bundy is in there. But Lily Collins in there as well. She's a really good actress. She was in... Um, what was she in? I think it's called Love, Rosie. Yeah, she was in that. Oh, that, that's the best watch. I feel on punch a man in the face. Um, yeah, he mainly targeted in the... Oh, sorry, I just hit my microphone. In the Western USA. In the Western US. And unknown numbers are piling up, which were mostly college-aged women from Washington and Oregon. All the way down to Utah and Colorado. And he was once arrested in Colorado and was convicted of kidnapping, but he escaped custody where he moved to Florida and he killed multiple times more. When his final arrest and its aftermath captured the attention of the nation, as the accused murderer acted as his own lawyer during what is believed to be the first televised murder trial. Basically, he didn't think any of the lawyers were good enough for him because they kept letting him down, or the one lawyer that he actually liked turned his back on him. And he got put with another one and he just kept arguing with them. Um, he boasted of the fans that he created and he was eventually executed in the electric chair in 1989. He loved the attention. Absolutely loved it. I don't even think he cared that he was a serial killer. But he was just... He was just... He was a serial killer, as we all know. And... Oh, I forgot my train of thought. I've actually forgotten my train of thought. He was a serial killer. Absolutely craved the attention, loved the attention. He tried to escape numerous times. I believe in one of the courtrooms, he actually jumped out of the window. <laughs> and, well, he got caught, obviously. But the main thing that he worried about was that he loved this girl and he didn't believe in lying to her, etc., etc., etc. Even though the girl was actually the one that turned him in. So that just adds a little bit of spice to the romance, I guess. But... Oh, but then, okay, you will get some serial killers that you will look at and you will find them attractive. I'm not going to lie, there are some serial killers that I look at and I'm like, you're not bad looking, you're pretty good looking. Don't go for them. Don't be like the girl in Ted Bundy. Don't date someone because they're attractive. Because they will probably kill you. She was lucky. She was lucky that he was like madly invested in love with her and blah, blah, and like, oh yeah, she was his whole world. And some others might not be as lucky. Right. So this one was like a really rushed one because I've just picked like the top seven serial killers. Every podcast, I'm not going to be talking about serial killers. I might not even be talking about murders. I might be talking about like just stories, embarrassing stories that's happened to me, movies that I've watched, books that I've read, things I recommend doing, just how my week's gone how your week's gone all of that it's not always going to be about serial killers like 
hey if i'm even up at three o'clock in the morning which is quite often i might do like a sneaky like bedtime podcast or i like read to you guys and then it will probably not gonna lie it'll be something like talking with serial killers uh rules for the perfect murder um good girl bad blood that's a i always get confused uh what's it called is non-fiction real or not real <laughs> Okay, fiction. It's a fiction book. So it's like... So it's a really good book and I've read it's... There's another one. I've forgotten what it's called though. It's Good Girl something something. My ex-boyfriend got them for me for at some point. But they're really good books. Um, so I might even read those too late at night. Like just do a little bit of reading every now and then. Just because some people just need a little bit of company when they go to sleep. If you're up at three o'clock in the morning like me, I guess. Um, I get distracted so easily. I'm so sorry. I think I might actually have to get like a dead plane room because I just stare at everything in my room and I'm just staring at it for a good two seconds or like Moss messages me. I love how I've only not labeled them everyone else i have just called out their name except for this person and i've gone yeah moss like if you know them moss will make sense but like to you guys just like they're like who the fuck are you talking about this is another good book it's called it's by chris carter it's called Russian in blood recommend that secret of the tides is good as well i like i love alice in wonderland but I believe that Lewis Carroll was a paedophile. I believe that. Like, I swear I read it somewhere. Let's see. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of cases against... Yeah, there's a lot of evidence against Lewis Carroll that he was a paedophile. Um, in case you don't know who Lewis Carroll is, I think I've already said it. Um, Lewis Carroll wrote, like, Alice in Wonderland. Um, let's see. He wrote Alice in Wonderland. He wrote The Sleeper and the Spindle. No, he didn't. That's Neil Gaiman. Who the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, Alice in Wonderland, Through the Looking Glass. Um... He wrote a lot about Alice. I think he had about five books, six books about Alice, the different versions than that he actually wrote himself. Um, you Are Old Father Williams, another one. Um, yeah, but that's quite a shame because he had quite a good book. Apparently he's a prick, but you know. So I'm not going to read his books anymore, I guess. Um, right, so I'm coming near the end of the podcast now. Um, I'm going to try and link all my socials down at some point. Um, I'm going to try and do another podcast soon. Um, try and actually pick a topic and not just ramble on for freaking days. But it was nice talking to you guys. Um, I will be back soon. 
with a topic um follow me on my socials i will make sure that i keep everyone up to tune on what i'm doing and yeah so i hope you have a good week i'll probably see you before next week because i get bored this is more of a there's not gonna be a regular thing it's whenever i feel like doing it i guess but so i'll see you when i see you in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night